Don't take off all your clothes. I am actually about to take all my clothes. You're ready, Dad. I did. We're, we're there already. <laughs> Um, this is Princess Problems, the podcast. I'm Sam. I'm Lon. And uh, this is a podcast where, you know, things get weird sometimes. <laughs> we try to stay focused. Doesn't always occur. We but... try to talk about Disney movies mm-hmm. as much as we can. Yeah. A Disney movie each episode as much as we can. But sometimes we have to sing a little Nelly to kick it off. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. Yeah. You know, I don't, know. I don't hate it. Um, so this week we picked a movie, a, an animated movie. Mm-hmm. We love this movie. It's an incredible, incredible film. Uh, it came out in 1994. Yes. And it was the first movie I ever saw in movie theaters. Wow. You're really young. Yeah. For a movie. Yeah. What? Why did you start taking children to the movies? I guess like three, four years old because that's how old I was. Yeah, that make, I guess that makes sense. Marcy brought me to the theater by myself. It was a special mommy-daughter day. Aww. I literally remember it. Wow. Like I really have memories of this day and like being at the movie theaters. It was like magical in my mind. That's really special. It's like interesting when you have memories as a child of things. Yeah. Like when you see them again as an adult, like the difference. Yeah, because you're not a... Child that doesn't know anything about anything. In like the this world. movie theater had four theaters in it. That's it. It's yeah. this tiny little uh-huh. shit in like a strip mall. Uh-huh. I remember it being the most magical, <laughs> enormous place. I went and we moved out of that town when I was younger. So I went back there when I was in like I think high school with yeah. friends. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is a piece of shit yeah, theater. Tiny like, theater. Absolutely not. No, no, no. That's what happens when you get old. Yeah. You you realize how how small the world really is. Yeah. It's very strange. Um, do you wanna just do you wanna tell them what this movie is? Yes, it's Lion King. Lion King. I mean, talk about a strong opening to oh my a God. movie. It is such like a visually beautiful film. Yeah, it's really strong opening. Um, what were you saying? It was it's visually beautiful. Yeah, it's incredible. Like it's just so magical watching this movie. Yeah, like every scene is just so beautifully done. It mm-hmm. really is. Yeah, it's incredible. And the first fun. to open up a movie where the first thing you hear is just nah, like it's somebody screaming at the top of their lungs. Mm-hmm. You're like, whoa! It definitely grabs your attention. Uh-huh. For a movie. Yeah. And it's a great, it's a great opening scene. So, um, also, did you know that, um, that whole like, yeah, in whatever language it is, Swahili, Swahili, it's literally saying like, it's a lion. Look, a lion. Yeah. It's like, there's a lion over there. (laughs) The story of Simba is like what that song is supposed to be. But it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't, it literally just says, a lion. <laughs> it's a lion. Look, a lion. Yeah. It so, sounds better. It sounds so much. Imagine if it was like, look, a lion. 
it's a lion over there. <laughs> that would be a horrible song, but it's so much better in Swahili. Yeah, things are just beautiful in different languages. It's true. You know? Yeah, or guess just languages you don't know. You yeah. know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. somebody in I don't know China that doesn't speak English, English might sound cool. I guess that's true. You know, it all depends on where you are. Perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so the opening scene of this movie is the song "Circle of Life." Which is quite epic. Also, let's give a shout out to Elton John, who yeah. does all the, the score of this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't go wrong with Elton. No. It clearly was going to be a winner once Elton was on board. This has, like, awards, I would assume. Oh, my God. For sure. For the songs and stuff. I'm sure. I don't even... Hold on. I have the Wikipedia page up. Okay. Golden Globe and Academy Award nominations for... Won two Golden Globes for Best Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy, and Best Original Score, as well mm-hmm. as two Academy Awards for Best Original Score there and Best is. Original Song. There it is. Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Oh. And Tim Rice. That's the song, the song though, that won. Circle of Life and Akuna Matata were also nominated. Wow. Can You Feel the Love Tonight also won a Grammy Award for Best Male Vocal Performance. Damn. And it also won an Annie Awards for Best Animated Feature. Well, the fact that it had three songs nominated at the Oscars is incredible. That's insane. Like, that's From like one how... movie? Mm-hmm. Wow. Fucking Elton. Goddamn John. What a what a treasure. Right? That's crazy that it won all those awards. I can't I can't even believe yeah. that. Also in twenty sixteen it was selected for preservation into the US National Film Registry. Wow. And also there's a live action coming out this year in July. In July. Oh, Yonsei's in it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good people in it. Yeah, it's going to be great. John Oliver. It's going to be incredible. It really is. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm very excited. Um, so, uh, basically, this scene is all of the animals in the whole Kingdom. wherever they are in mm-hmm. Africa um, gathering around this jagged rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see, and it's literally every animal from ants to elephants and everything in between. Um, and, uh, there's just like something that tells me that there's not something that would actually ever cause all these animals to be in the same place. (laughs) Um, and there's like a question I have later that we'll get to about these animals and their relationships to each other. Um, but they're basically all the animals are there, uh, to present baby Simba He's the son of the head lion and the head lioness. Um, And, you know, lions are regal as fuck. uh, Mufasa looks regal as hell. You know? His mane is luscious. And I wrote in my notes, (laughs) I think that lions are only the kings of the jungle because they have great hair. (laughs) And I truly believe that. It's pretty fair. They just have the best hair. So everyone's like, you know what? You win. Mm Mm-hmm. With your good hair and also giant teeth and claws. <laughs> that doesn't hurt either. I want to know how all the animals knew to come here. How did they know? At the exact same time. Maybe Zazu flew over everybody and, and told them. Is that like how down. they disperse information? That's what Zazu's purpose is? I pro- like pretty much. Maybe. He's basically the the um, area snitch, I feel like. He just goes around collecting information to bring back to Mufasa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's an advisor, but also yeah, he definitely talks shit about people. On oh, the absolutely, um, and tells on them and shit like that. Yeah. So 
uh, Rafi- they present, ba- they- we see baby Simba for the first time. Rafiki goes over and like shakes a rattle over him, wipes some goo on his head, then throws dirt on him, which feels disrespectful to me. <laughs> um, and then he takes him to the edge of the rock in the iconic lifting of the Simba. Yes. The presenting of Simba to all the animals. Which also feels a little bit reminiscent of, uh, and this happened before, but when like Michael Jackson dangled his baby over the edge of a window in a hotel. Do you remember when he did that? Yeah. That's what Do it feels like. Do you think that's like. what was going through his mind? Yeah, he's he like, like, oh, my baby is Simba. I'm presenting yeah, him. Yeah, I'm just showing the press. Yeah. My baby right here. Let me oh, hold yeah. him out of a, you know, 12th story window. <laughs> Fucking garbage. Anyway, um, so uh, Simba looks very confused at all the animals. He's like, what's happening? Um, the heavens shine down upon him and all of the animals bow to this yeah, baby second, tiger. Yeah, looks like he almost floats kind of like when the heaven shines yeah. down on him i was like is there an al- is this an alien abduction <laughs> like i didn't that would be a plot twist to this right? movie that could be cool if that wasn't the heavens it was just uh you know something aliens um and then so after they present it we hear like boom like the song ends and it's the title the lion mm-hmm. king which like really powerful opening without a single word being said exactly like, which i appreciate it, it really didn't require anything but the visual i like felt was... all the emotions i feel like mm-hmm. i should have felt i got what was happening in the scene mm-hmm. and it was powerful mm-hmm. i enjoyed it um so then we meet um the worst asshole one of a contender to be probably one of the biggest little dick energies a hundred percent he's our main little dick we will encounter and that's scar yes fucking scar i wonder if he was named scar before he got that scar or scar nickname because everybody else has pretty african sounding names you Mm. know like mufasa and what's the mom's name samira or something Sarobi. Sorry. <laughs> Don't, wow. If you guys could see the look Alana just gave me for not knowing her name, I'm really, I'm really sorry. Um, I feel like they all have kind of, you know, uh, ethnically appropriate sounding names, and Scar is just, that's got to be a nickname. Yeah. Maybe his name is also Mufasa. Like all of him and his siblings were named Mufasa, but he's not the main Mufasa. I don't know. So if this isn't Scar. a Finding Nemo situation. Lions <laughs> only have like one or two lions at a time, so I don't think that they would all be named I the same. I assume they have thing. eight or nine. No. Don't know why they're they're not puppies. <laughs> yeah, they're not dogs. They're cute though. Yeah, like, no puppies. Yeah, they definitely don't have more than I think. Baby Simba is the cutest. He is really little cute. thing. Mm-hmm. He's so eager and adorable. Yeah, and I just want to hug him at all times. Yeah, yeah, he's really fucking cute. I I like him a lot. Also, at times he really reminds me of Nemo. Yeah, well, just that they're kind of like I feel around the same age of like seven to eight years old. Mm-hmm. Five to six years old? I don't know children's <laughs> ages. Like, I don't... I, this is how little we know about children. Yeah, the thing about <laughs> me and also you is that in our families, once our relatives, like, stopped having kids, they, we there didn't... There was, like, no babies. There was no... I don't... I've never been... Since my sister was born, I've never been around a baby that much, really. Mm-hmm. Like, I have younger cousins, but I was also young at the time. I've not watched a child progress, really, in my now, like, mental capacity of knowing how things work. I don't know how old kids are supposed to be when they reach certain milestones. Three, to me, sounds really young, but then when I think of, like, people that I know that have three-year-olds, I'm like, oh... That's kind of old. 
Like they yeah. can do stuff. It's not old, but they can talk do and do things. Mm-hmm. You know? Just three years on the planet doesn't seem like enough years to know how to do I anything. I mean, like, it's crazy, though, how quickly babies develop. Yeah, they grow like, so quickly. his nephew grow up mm-hmm. has been, like, insane. Like, we won't see him for, like, a few weeks, and, like, he's doing, like, brand new things each time we see him. He went from, like, crawling to running. Wow. In, like, oh, a few weeks. Yeah, I don't really know. So I'm going to guess that they're from five to eight years old, Nemo and, and Simba. That's the age that they are when we kind of get to meet them in the first place mm-hmm. um so we're we're in with scar he picks up this poor little mouse and he's like fucking with it um then zazu comes in and uh throws some major shade toward him for not coming to the baby presenting as ceremony. he should like that's his nephew Why yeah the fuck didn't you come yeah it's not it's not a good look um and he is like, fuck you, bird, and then tries to eat him. Uh-huh. Which... Like, he gets in his mouth. Yeah. Like, but, like, also, if he was really going to eat him, why didn't he just eat him? Like, yeah. he was already... You know, like... Yeah. Because he, he was probably like, wasn't just, really going to eat him. Exactly, he was just fucking with just him. Just to... Fu- like, how messed up? Yeah. Um, so then Mufasa shows up, and he's like, spit my fucking advisor out of your mouth. <laughs> um and now Scar reveals that he's salty and didn't go to the baby naming ceremony because he is now not going to be king mm-hmm. ever. No matter what happens, uh, Simba will now be the next king. He's in line. Um, it's funny because I literally wrote mostly just really salty that he's not king. Yeah, he's salty. <laughs> like, he actually was just salty about it. So salty. Grow up, dude. Just grow up. Come on. Um, and Zazu's like, hey, don't worry about it. Every family has a piece of shit <laughs> that's you and it's okay uh and then so they leave mufasa and zazu leave and they're still talking shit about scar and zazu mentions how scar would make a nice throw rug um which first of all how do you even know what a throw rug is bird <laughs> but also it made me laugh because in hercules they made him a throw, a rug. throw rug yeah, yeah. Uh, also i get a lot of similar vibes from hades and scar Yes. As I was watching it and during Be Prepared, I'm like, this could be Hades. I feel like Scar and Hades have a, have a lot of similarities in like their environments and um, relationships to their powerful brothers and such. And attitudes. Yeah. And, and little dick energy. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially the little dick Yeah, energy. mostly the little dick energy. Um, so then uh, there's like a big rainstorm happening and we see Rafiki in his big old fat tree. And Rafiki is, like, everybody's kooky uncle that you ever had, mm-hmm. you know, that's, like, ex- uh, eccentric and weird and just the weird guy. Very weird. Um, and he paints... Always doing weird shit. He paints, like, a baby Simba on the wall in his treehouse, which becomes important later, but, you know, we yeah, just kind of have to mention like, it now. Oh, I'm, like, okay. cool, nice <laughs> picture of the baby. <laughs> Nice painting. Yeah. Um, So now Simba goes from a little tiny baby to now his, like, whatever, five to eight-year-old self, however old he's supposed to be. Um, He's very excited about something, trying to wake up his dad. This is essentially the same opening scene of Nemo. Nemo, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is literally the exact same. Yeah. It's Disney's formula. They have a formula. They just change the animal. They really did. and, And the scenery, and that's it. Um. And so he's trying to wake up Mufasa uh, because Mufasa is supposed to take him on this, like, special day. Um, He takes him to the top of Pride Rock as the sun is rising and tells him the, um, you know, everything that the sun touches, that the light touches is our kingdom. 
Um, and basically one day this kingdom will all be yours. Simba's, you know, incredulous to the fact that they pretty much own all of this shit, which is, is pretty impressive. I would like to own a kingdom. <laughs> um, and uh, he's like, you know, and one day the sun will set on me and this will be your kingdom. It's like, whoa. Well, can we not talk about you dying? It's right <laughs> got dark you? real like, quick. Um, and then Simba's like, what's that? What about that place over there that's dark and scary? And he's like, that's the shadow place. You must never, never go there. there. <laughs> um, Which is like, you're telling this to a kid. Yeah. He now only wants to go there. I mean, I want to go there now just because he said not to. And I know that it's a bad place to go. Um, and he, they go for a walk. Mufasa is telling him how everything, res- um, exists in a delicate balance. You have to respect all the other creatures, even the ones we eat, which like, there's so many questions I have about, like, they do talk about how they eat the other animals, yet the animals that they eat show up for the baby pre- presentation. That's what I did. If I'm like an antelope or a zebra that's probably going to get eaten by that baby at some point, I'd be like, fuck that baby. I'm not going to go to your baby presenting ceremony. Yeah. Or am I going to get eaten faster because I didn't go to the baby presenting ceremony? I don't know. Does he have a roster of every animal in Africa? Like, yeah. Is Azu reporting daily on like births of like turtles? Is he the census taker? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. So. There's definitely no turtles in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> in the African desert, but okay. I get your point. Um, Elephants? Yeah. Yes, elephants. There you go. Um, So uh, Zazu comes over with the morning report, maybe of the census of animals that were born. (laughs) Um, Simba could not be less interested about it. uh, And neither is Mufasa, really, which feels like you should maybe pay attention. Um, So then Mufasa takes this as an opportunity to teach Simba how to pounce. Um, and he practices on poor Zazu. Which feels really fucked up. Simba just full on football tackles him. (laughs) Uh, Not very nice. Um, And while Zazu's on the ground, a little mole pops out, and he's like, Zazu, the underground says that the hyenas are in the Pride Lands, which is a bad thing, because apparently the hyenas fuck shit up. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't want them there. Yeah, Mufasa's like, I gotta go take care of this. Simba wants to go, and he's like, absolutely not. You're not coming on this dangerous mission. Um, So then Simba's back home, and he sees Scar, and he... I don't know why nobody ever kind of relayed to him that Scar... Like, we don't talk to Scar, really? I don't get it. They have, like, such a strange relationship. I don't know if it's because he's young, he, like, just doesn't understand, but then, like, why does no one stop him from, like, playing around with him? Yeah, well, it seems like everyone's relationship with Scar is weird, because even him and Mufasa seem like they're not estranged. No. You know, they still have a relationship. It's just Scar's the bad guy. Yeah. But I guess they don't even know to how... To like what extent? I think they think he's just a salty guy. Yeah, they don't realize he's like a bad. He's malicious. Yeah, they don't think he has it in him. Yeah, because he's not like a big guy. Oh, he has it. Yeah, that's true. He's they mentioned too. And he even says that, Mm -hmm. and like he likes to play on that. Yeah, so maybe like it's all part of Scar's plan to like pretend like he's like a doting uncle. Right. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Um, so Simba's telling him all about how uh, Mufasa showed him the kingdom and how he's going to be king, basically rubbing it in his face that he's never going to be king. Yeah. But he doesn't—he doesn't know that he's no rubbing it in his face. What he's right. doing? He has no it's idea. Pissing Scar off. He's getting really pissed off. Um, and now Scar is like—he's not having it, and he's basically baiting him to go 
to the shadowy place. He's like, oh, you know, that place you can't go. There's fun stuff there, but sorry, I can't tell you about it. Mm-hmm. And Simba, of course, being a child, is like, so please, please yeah, me, tell please. me about it. Um, and he's like, oh, you know, it's just an elephant graveyard, which, of course, Simba thinks is the coolest thing in the entire world. Um, and Scar's like, you can never go there. Promise me. And Simba's like, yeah, Never go there. Sure thing. Uh-huh. Um, and Scar obviously knows that he's going to head right there immediately. Um, so then uh, Simba goes to find his best friend Nala, who I absolutely love. They're the cutest. They have like such a cute little relationship. Yeah. Um, and he wants to take Nala to this bad place because mm-hmm. they're best friends and they do everything together and I But he like I can't them. tell them in front of her in front of the parents. Right. So like he like comes up with like a weird lie and she doesn't get it. Yeah. That they're going to the watering hole. She's like, <laughs> I don't want to go to the fucking watering the hole. Portal's lame. Yeah, so she's like not impressed with a trip to the watering hole, but he's like, wink wink, nudge nudge, shut the fuck up, just come with me. I promise it'll be fun. Um, and the moms are like, fine, you can go, but Zazu has to come with mm-hmm. you. And they're like, no. no. Come on, mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're heading out to the watering hole where Zazu thinks they're going. He's flying up ahead. Um, and Simba is kind of whispering to Nala, letting her know where they're actually going to be going, which is the elephant graveyard. Um, and then at this point, Zazu sort of takes it upon himself to be like, spill the beans. You guys are going (laughs) to get married one day because you have to. And they're like, what? (laughs) I feel like it's a lot to put on like a child and like kind of really inappropriate. Because even if that's true, which like, I mean, they're animals, so fine, you know, sort of. But why do we have to tell this when they're children? Yeah, I don't. It doesn't make it's sense. not now that they're going to get married. So mm-hmm. why do you have to make it weird for them as kids? Like, it's so... Zazu does not understand social cues all the time, I feel like. Yeah, not at all. He's not the best at that. He's not picking up on those. Yeah. The kids are, like, gross. We're friends. We can't... Like, we hey, can't get married. But they do have, like, this, like, weirdly playful, flirty thing. But they're kids, happening. though, yeah. still. Like, they're children yeah. at this point. They don't need to worry... They don't need this on them to worry about. Yeah. And then we roll right into... I just can't wait to be gay. I think this is my favorite song of the movie. It's definitely up there. Yeah. I really love Can You Feel the Love Tonight. And... Yeah. Kuna Matata is like a yeah. classic, so it's like hard to say. Yeah, but like, I just can't oh, wait to be Oh, also, King. Be Prepared is probably, though, my favorite what? song in this whole... Be Prepared is the worst song of the it's movie. It's a fantastic it's a... and highly underrated song. Okay, here's Lon with her weird song, <laughs> Knowledge. No, 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 we'll get there when we get there. Okay. But continue, continue. Okay. It's soon, it's um, soon. Yeah, so it's I Just Can't Wait to Be King. It's a classic kid song of like, when I get older, I'll be able to do whatever I want. Whenever I want. Which is, as adults watching the movie know, like you, things get so much worse when you get older. Not better. You don't, you don't want that. Stay little. I love also how colorful this scene is. Um, and even right when the music starts, the colors of the bushes around them even become unrealistically colorful. Mm-hmm. But it just makes this whole scene I so nice. If, is it because he's a prince that he gets like the zebras to dance in like lines for him? Or? Yeah. <laughs> or is he like imagining this? Like, I don't know. We don't really get clarification on that. Because some of the animals look 
um, less three dimensional than he does in his like animation. You know what I mean? There's parts of it where they look. I just assume that's because of animation purposes. But but they have but later in the song, there's animals that are like look more fleshed out. There's that one part where it's like everybody look left like they're they look flat on purpose. I feel like, you know. Because later, when the animals are all dancing around, they're more 3D fleshed out animals. Maybe. No? Am I being crazy? <laughs> I don't know. I saw it. Whatever. I stand okay. by it. Um, so uh, Zazu this whole time is like not having it in the song. He's like, you better relax, kid. Uh, like That's not how it works when you're a king, but Simba doesn't care what he has to say. Um, then... After the song, him and Nala are wrestling around, and she pins him, which, like, yes, queen. She pins him multiple times throughout yeah, the movie. She's she's crazy. And I'm like, but yes. It's, I think that's very telling of, like, just lions in general. Like, there's a reason the women are, are the, the hunters. hunters. Yeah. Um, and so, basically, when she they roll down the hill that they roll down, when she pinned him, they end up in the elephant graveyard, which... They were with Zazu the whole time. Yeah, this like changed very suddenly. How did we make it all the way over to? It doesn't. I don't. Zazu didn't notice that we were at the edge of the elephant graveyard. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, and so uh, the whole thing is like gross and scary and gray, and there's a lot of bones everywhere. Yeah, all the color disappears from the screen. It just drains <laughs> it out, and it goes from crazy unrealistic colors to then like. Gray. Yeah, it's a very drastic change. Fifty shades of gray. Yeah, Zazu finds him and immediately he's like, we got to get out of here right now. Uh, and Simba's like, whatever, I'm tough and I'm cool and I don't have to leave here. I'm not scared. And he's like, I laugh at danger. Ha, ha, ha. And as he does that, the hyenas, the laughing hyenas, laugh back at him. They come out of their little cave that they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them, one of the hyenas is Whoopi Goldberg. Shenzi. And I love that. I just love everything that Whoopi does. She's a queen to me. Um, and so they're like, uh, they see the hyenas. They're like, oh, sorry. didn't mean to be, uh, on your lawn. Gotta go. Uh, and then she's like, hey, wait a second. Like, we know who you are. They basically know that he's, um, Simba's. Mufasa's son. Sorry, yeah, Mufasa's son. Um, and at this point, you can kind of gather that this is why Scar sent him to the bone graveyard. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, maybe not, because you don't really know that he's with the hyenas yet. We don't see that relationship yet. It's right after this, I mm. think. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, so, uh, so they're like, yeah, we know who you are. Um, they try to run away, but they basically just put themselves further into the graveyard, which is not smart. Um, the, uh, hyenas, hyenas are trying to kill Zazu. Um, Simba's trying to be tough with them, but now they're chasing him again because he's a child. I mean, even if you're a lion versus a hyena, he's a a baby cub. He's a cub. Yeah, he can't run that quick. He he can't run. He doesn't have claws yet. He doesn't have big teeth yet. Yeah, he's, these hyenas could easily kill him. And there's three of them. Right. Um, one of the hyenas almost gets Nala, because uh, they're basically scaling this rock wall at this point to get away from them, and Nala slips. Simba runs back down, swipes one of the hyenas on the face, and they're not happy about that. Um, and now they've run into this one area of the elephant graveyard, and they've cornered themselves, which, again, like, guys, 
run out of the graveyard, not further into it. This should be common sense. Why are we doing that? Um, Trying to get away. Yeah. And Simba uh, tries to roar at them, and it's not at all impressive. (laughs) You're like, roar! Yeah, they're like, LOL. Also, young Simba is voiced by Jonathan Taylor Thomas, king of the 90s. I I loved him. Same. I loved JTT as a child. Um, so he tries to roar. It doesn't work. Then they're like, try again, nerd, basically. And he tries to do it again. And it is a much larger roar. Uh, they are confused. And this time it's not Simba. It's Mufasa. And he's arrived to save the day. He's not having it. Not at all. Um, he's like, don't you ever go near my fucking kid again or I'll kill you little shits. And they're like, oh, we didn't know he was your kid. Like, first of all, you said at the beginning that you knew who he was. So Uh yes, you did. Um, and also everybody was just at this baby presenting ceremony. Like, you know, it's his kid. Um, and so Zazu's like, after the hyenas run away, Zazu's like, oh, good job. And Mufasa is super pissed at Zazu for letting them get to the situation. And he's even more mad at Simba because he, I think the same morning just told Nala, I mean, just told Simba never go to that place. And he did immediately. (laughs) It was the first thing that he did that day. Um, And of course, from a high vantage point, they don't know he's there, but Scar has watched this whole thing happen. He's like menacingly standing in the distance. Obviously hoping that the hyenas would have killed Simba on his behalf. So this is like the first time, basically, Scar has tried to kill Simba with the hyenas. So my question is like, okay, after this experience and it didn't work, and like he goes for like a few more, and it's Mm -hmm. just like, like... they're clearly not good. No. <laughs> like, they they clearly are going to fuck this up. This again? I, like, don't understand why they he, like, continuously trusts them. Uh-huh. Well, this uh, reminds me again of Hercules with pain and panic. Yeah. Uh, like, Hades trusts idiots. them to do his bidding, and they fuck it up every time. Every time. And then he's, like, surprised that it's fucked up. Yeah. I'm like, they never come through, dude. Yeah. Don't be surprised. Never, ever come through. So uh, Mufasa is like, all right, well, now I have to teach them about a lesson because he's being an idiot. He's very disappointed. Uh, he's like, you put you and not only yourself, but you put Nala in danger. Um, and Simba is like, but I'm brave. And, <laughs> and Mufasa is like, listen, guy, you only have to be brave when you have to be. You don't, I don't go out looking for trouble. That's not smart. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's something that Simba missed in the first uh, lesson that Mufasa gave him. Which <laughs> he is, didn't hear that part of it. Yeah, don't don't go out looking for trouble. Um, and he's the, he tells uh, Simba that the only thing that he's scared of is losing him. And that's like sweet father-son moment. Um, he yells at him for one second, and then they're play fighting. Yeah. I'm like, all right, okay. guy. So angry. This is not... Maybe this know. is why he doesn't learn. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, and then he tells him about all of the kings that have passed before him, and they live in the stars, and they will guide you when it is your turn to be king one day. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, like, Mufasa. You I know, talk a lot about your death. You dude. talk a lot. Do you think he felt it coming? Maybe. Like, do you think on some level he had some instinct that let him know that like it was happening? He should be telling his son all these things so that he's prepared. Yeah. Maybe. I think so. Um, so now we're with the hyenas. They're now salty about Mufasa. They're talking shit about all lions. And then Scar's like, oh, 
we're not all bad. Uh-huh. Uh, in his like butler voice. I don't know why he reminds me of a butler. Um, and they're, they, were, they got scared and they're like, oh, whoops, we thought it was someone important. It's just you, Scar. <laughs> uh, which pisses him off even more because he's mad at them for not killing Simba and Nala. And then he he tells kind of the audience now we know that his plan all along was that the hyenas were supposed to kill um simba and nala which what if what the fuck did nala do she wasn't risking your throne um and they're like listen how what were we supposed to do kill mufasa and he's like yes (laughs) Uh, i would like to kill yeah and then we get your fucking favorite song be prepared be Prepared is a fantastic song. Number one, <laughs> you have Scar who completely changes his, like, whole demeanor. During the song, he gets, like, this almost, like, very flamboyant yeah, personality. He's, he's definitely a queen. Scar like, is definitely a queen. Total queen mm-hmm. comes through in this song. He has, like, so makes such funny jokes at the expense of the hyenas. <laughs> None of them land. Like, they don't know any of them. Yeah, because like, they're dumb. They're so dumb. It's just, it's a great song. The chorus is kind of epic. So, like, be prepared. It's exactly. very, it makes it's you like feel ominous. Feels. And, like, it, it really builds by the end, as all good Disney songs do. Yeah. And it really is just, uh, it's, a, it's a star. It's a gem in this movie. Okay, if you say so. It's a gem. It's not my pick, but, you know, if do you, you want to so. watch it? Nope, that's should okay. Should we watch Be Prepared? No, I think it's okay. We should probably just keep going. Um, it also has some weird ass lyrics. The first lines are, I know that our powers of retention are as wet as a warthog's backside. What? <laughs> what does what that, does that, that mean? even mean? That is... Like, I don't, I don't know, but that's the song. Wait, say that again? I know that your powers of retention are as wet as a warthog's backside. That just doesn't make any sense to me. I get that they, he's saying your powers of retention are not good because you're idiots. You're an idiot. It's literally just like different ways to call them idiots, the whole song. But wet? And then the next lines are, but thick as you are, pay attention. (laughs) Like he just literally digs into them and he uses words in a way that they don't understand anything. He's just reading them for filth the whole entire time. The whole song. And it goes completely over their heads. And they're like dancing to it. Yeah. (laughs) And he's just like, oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And like he's going through his plan too. But like they're dumb enough not to see like all like the jokes at their expense about yeah. it. It's, yeah. a, it's a good one. Yeah, but the uh, the overarching theme of the song is him plotting to kill Mufasa yes, yes, at some his point. Yes, big plot to kill them all. Um, and then the hyenas all start marching in a line, and it's very Third Reich to me. It looks like a Nazi army. Like a little. It does have some they like, all have like weird high vibes. step yeah. in their mm-hmm. feet, and they're all in very perfect rigid. lines. I'm like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is this? Everybody needs to relax. Um... So after Be Prepared, uh, we go back to the Pride Lands where things are happy and not green and gray and scary. Um, and uh, Scar says that... he Scar finds Simba and he's like, oh, you have to come with me. Your, your dad has a big surprise for you. This whole scene is horrible. I like, as I'm writing this whole thing out, I just keep typing asshole like every three. Yeah. <laughs> and he tells Simba to beat him down there, asshole. Uh-huh. <laughs> he is a fucking asshole. Just, he's such a dick, like little dick. Yeah. And like, this is just a, he's not strong enough to take over the throne uh-huh. from his brother. So he has to use a herd 
of animals. Or he's not even strong enough to just accept that he's not the king. Or like even Because why do you it. have to be? And like, do you think, I, I get the impression he's like never even addressed it. Like, yeah. I don't think Mufasa really knows or understands Scar's true feelings yeah. until the moment he kills him. Yeah. Which is like, you didn't think you could talk to your brother about this at all? Like, maybe if you talk to him, he would give you like a role that would make you feel like important. Right. Or, you know, like mm-hmm. he could, and Mufasa seems like a very reasonable per, like person. <laughs> Lion. Leader. <laughs> leader. A reasonable leader in that like he would, like he he still keeps Scar around. It's not like he kicks Scar out. Right. Yeah. Like, so I would think he'd be very open to like trying to make Scar feel better mm-hmm. about things if he was just willing to talk to his fucking brother. Yeah. 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 Scar's, Scar's an idiot. He's the worst. Scar's an idiot. Um, so he tells Simba, wait right here on this rock. I'm going to go get your dad. Um, and Simba's like, hey, Scar, am I going to like this surprise? Like he's such a cute little kid. I don't even know how Scar goes through with this. Right? That's how much like, of a trash piece of shit piece of shit he is um and scar's like it's to die for and it's like scar you're the worst um so up above so they're basically in this um gorge Mm -hmm. like a ravine um and we pan up to the top of the ravine and there's a shit ton of wildebeest and the hyenas are lurking by them um and Basically, they're talking about how they're they're waiting for a signal to unleash the wildebeest. Um, so Simba is down in the gorge. He's just bored. He's working on his little roar. Um, he actually gets a pretty good one out toward mm-hmm. the end. Um, and just as he does that, it echoes through the gorge and a stampede starts coming through, which must be horrifying. Um he starts to try to run away. Obviously, a little tiny baby lion is not going to outrun a stampede of wildebeests. Um, but he's he's trying his little heart out. Um, then he manages to hang on to this one little dead tree in the middle of the gorge. Um, and he's freaking out. He, he's uh-huh. barely hanging on. Um, Zazu sees him... Uh, in the middle of the fucking stampede and Mufasa is like, Oh shit points him out. Um, and one of the wildebeest as Mufasa is like coming down to get him, one of the wildebeest headbutts the tree that he's on breaking it off. So now Simba has no refuge from this crazy stampede that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, then My heart is racing. Yeah. Like this this whole scene, scene is I'm very like, anxiety so inducing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then as soon as Mufasa like jumps down into it to try to like save him, my heart is like bracing uh-huh. even harder and I'm like sweating. And he gets him and then he drops him. And it's like, oh my God. Yeah. A lot going on. Then he gets him again and he puts him up on a rock for safety. Um, and then he, I don't know why he wouldn't just also sit on that rock yeah, with I him and just wait just, out the yeah. stampede. Um, but instead he tries to scale the rock face um, and as he's almost at the top, he's like, Scar, help me. Cause Scar's watching this whole thing happen. And Scar's like, Oh brother. Also, why is Scar British? And, and unclear, uh, it's is not, but he digs his claws into, into his, his paws, yeah. into the back of his paws. And I, just the thought of that is like, God, cause you see them like go into his skin, mm. like needles. Um, and he then is like, see you later, sucker. And 
lets his claws go, but flings Mufasa into the air, into the middle of the stampede while it's still happening. Um, And just basically as he lands, kind of the uh, stampede is subsiding. They're, They're pretty much all through the gorge at this point. And Simba sees the whole thing go down, except for the part where Scar claws him and then lets him go. Yeah, he just all- sees him kind of falling into mm-hmm. the thing. Which is such horrible timing. Oh, my God. Like, at least... If traumatizing. Right? So on. traumatizing. Um, so then Simba goes down to him. Uh, he sees him laying by the tree, um, and Mufasa's dead. I'm crying. You're crying. Everybody's crying. crying. Simba doesn't Scar's get it at first, <laughs> which is the worst. Like he doesn't understand at first. He's like, "Dad, wake up!" And he and that's when I lose it. I'm like, "He's not gonna wake and up." And then he nuzzles under his He's, arm. Oh my god, he like lays with him until Scar comes down. Fucking to, like, Scar. Him. This is the like, worst. Get away from Simba. Yeah. Um. And so he like convinces him somehow that this whole thing was Simba's fault. Well, the first thing he says to him is, what have you done? Yeah. Like what? What did I do? You made me come down here in the first place. Mm-hmm. You also killed my father. I didn't see that part, but you did. And now you're trying to blame this whole fucking thing on me. And then he goes in and is like, what will your mother think? Uh, you killed the king and is basically putting all this shit in his head. And as a child, Children are susceptible. He just saw his dad die. Yeah. Like, cut him some slack. Yeah. Why are you the worst? Yeah. And uh, he's like, you must run away and never return. Um, And I was like, well, and my first thought is like, well, at least he didn't kill him at that point. But then he sends the hyena to kill him. (laughs) I'm like, okay, fuck him. Um, So as the hyenas are now chasing it. So now he just watched his dad die. He's been blamed for the death of his father, the death of the kingdom and, and, crushing his mother's spirit and now he's being chased by hyenas um he escapes into this bed of thorns uh and the hyenas are like i'm not fucking going in there so they don't they don't go after him but they yell after him they're like if you ever come back we'll kill you um which is not nice and like really fuck like he's a little cub he's a child you know like his dad just died and you're screaming that you're gonna kill him yeah the hyenas don't seem to be too um empathetic not at all. To anybody. Um, so then Scar reports back to the other lions that Mufasa and Simba are dead. Um, and he's like, uh, okay, well, tough titties, though, everybody. Don't be too sad. I'm king now. Uh, and there's a new era where lions and hyena come together. I don't understand his obsession with the hyenas, to be honest. I think they just, like... Well, I don't know, because I think he thinks that they respect him, but they don't. I think they're more just easy to control, because they're yeah. dumb. Yeah. yeah. Is what it seems like. They'll, like, do shit for you. Yeah. It like, rarely works out. Yeah. Um, so Rafiki sees all of this go down. He's not happy. He goes back to his little treehouse and now smudges the painting that we mentioned before of Simba. Rafiki says, like, no words in this, but you know exactly uh-huh. how Rafiki feels. Yes. Rafiki this. is a, a monkey of a few words for sure. Yeah. Um, but very like, he's like the town elder. Yeah. He just like in his like actions and like the way he acts, you can always like read him exactly yeah. how he feels. He doesn't hide anything. Um, so then we see Simba. He's in the middle of the desert. He looks like he's dead. Um, cause he's just trekking out into the 
basically the great unknown. Um, there's a bunch of vultures flying above his head about to eat him. Uh, and at this point, our heroes, my personal favorite characters of the movie, Timon and Pumbaa, rush in to save the day. Um, they're, uh, they're like, it's a lion, but a little one. Uh, Pumbaa immediately is asking if they can keep him. <laughs> uh, he's not a pet. <laughs> and Timon's like, he's a fucking lion. Mm. Absolutely not. And he's like, no, it'll be on our side. Uh, and, and he's like, you know what? Fine, a lion wouldn't be a bad thing it's to like, have. like, oh, a lion could be on our side. Exactly. <laughs> um, so Timon scoops, I mean, Pumbaa scoops him up with his tusks and they head over to a watering hole. Um, they wake him up by splashing water on his face and they're like, we saved you. And he's like, okay, cool, thanks, bye. And goes to walk <laughs> away. Uh, and they're like, what the hell? Timon tries to crack some jokes. It's not, it's clearly not the right time. Um, he's like, I can't go home. I'm an out, and they're like, well, we're outcasts too. Like they're lovable. I also think Timon and Pumbaa are like Disney's first gay couple. Clock it right now. They're definitely a couple of queens. I mean, also it is it's Nathan Lane is one of them, and he literally is like a queen. So <laughs> yes. he literally is a queen. So um, I, yeah, it's not far fetched. I mean, I I've never noticed that before, but I would agree. It yeah. makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. for the characters. Yeah, they like stick together. They're unlikely. Mm-hmm both dudes and they just help each other out live oh. their life through song and dance <laughs> they're so gay come on they're like <laughs> they couldn't be gay could uh timon gets in drag later well like we get to very easily he's like you mean you want me to get dressed up in drag his first one thing, second yeah. later <laughs> he's dry, his ready first to thing is like what do you want me to get in drag and then he does it <laughs> like he loves it um so uh they're like, you have to put your past behind your past. Or you have to put your behind in your past. And someone's like, that's not the saying. <laughs> um, and then they're like, when the world turns its back on you, you turn your back on the world. <laughs> Which is like, not the best sentiment to be teaching a child. But for this kid at this moment, it's not the worst uh, thing to tell him. And then we get into Hakuna Matata. This is a song it we didn't... It means no worries. We didn't mention this before, but this is also a great song. Yes, it is. Um... So also, fun fact, when they do the um, the fart joke bit at the watering hole, mm-hmm. that was the first Disney movie that they even remotely touched on a fart joke. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Of all the movies that came before, The Lion King was this the first was the one. First. Mm-hmm. I feel like The Lion King was kind of the goofiest one that came out first. Because all mm-hmm. the princess movies, the early princess movies, were more solemn, you mm-hmm. know, like sleeping women that get kissed without consent and like <laughs> you know dwarves that like live with a woman and like weird shit actually just many sleeping women that get kissed without consent yep. that happens in snow white too that's a pretty common theme throughout mm-hmm. disney yeah um yeah so the this is i feel like one of the this is like the first kind of um more goofy playful movie that disney mm-hmm. put out even though it does have some really heavy shit in it Every Disney movie has a lot of heavy shit in it, if you really think about it. You know? Mm-hmm. A lot of death, a lot of destruction, a lot of dead parents all around. Although normally they kill the mom. At least they killed the dad in this one. That makes me happier. Well, it's Hamlet. This is? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. It's, like, based on Hamlet. I didn't it's know like that. It's, like, the story of Hamlet. 
Disney does that a lot. They'll yeah. play like old Shakespeare themes yeah. as like a basis for a story and then builds like use their formula and add in like funny little side characters. Yeah. And, like, or the Grimm a... brother, brothers Grimm. And... Yeah. Like they, that was like always, they always took stories and then like evolved them for their purposes into like fairy tales for yeah. masses. Yeah. But Whitewashed and happy to mum up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why, like, the dark moments, it's Shakespeare when it comes down to it. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get much darker. Shakespeare so. loves to get dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, throughout Hakuna Matata, they're, uh, they kind of walk through a log, like, on a log, and we see uh, Simba grow from child to teenage lion to, I'm guessing, like, 20-something. Yeah, young adult Year lion. old lion, Yeah. Um, and, uh, they also have, they also teach him that he has to eat grubs with them. If he's going to live with them, he can't be a meat eater. He has to eat grubs. And at first he's like gross, but then he's like, and then he's into it and he's okay with it. Seems like he grew up fine. So it's not like it affected his. Yeah. He looks, he seems pretty brolic. (laughs) Uh, although I don't think if a lion only ate grubs for its whole life that it would become quite so brolic, but good for him. Proud of him. Um, so (laughs) after, uh, the beautiful Hakuna Matata, we head back to Pride Rock, and it's things are not going well there. No. Uh, Zazu's in a cage. Scar's basically like dance monkey dance with him. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, Hyenas have no food or water. Nobody, nobody has nobody. food or water. So yeah. uh, everything's pretty much going to shit uh, under Scar's rule, which I feel like, you know, everybody probably could have guessed that. Yeah. Uh, Zazu's like, <laughs> not surprising. Yeah. Zazu's like, I wouldn't have to do this under Mufasa. And he's like, what's the law? You never speak that name again. Like how small is your dick? How insecure with yourself are you that you killed your brother and then enacted a law in which no one can even talk about him. He's, he can't threaten you anymore. He's fucking dead. Yeah. And you still have to go to such measures because you're so fucking insecure with yourself. Also like, you don't think that's suspicious at all? Right. Yeah. Why are you so like, against at it? At this point, like it's right. a secret still that right. he killed Mufasa. So, mm-hmm. and it should have been some accident. So he should be grieving, quote unquote, right. about it as opposed to Not refusing to hear his name. God, he's the fucking worst. Um, and also the lionesses won't hunt for him. Um, but there's also not surprising, right? Not at all surprising, but also there's nothing for them to even hunt. Yeah. Uh, they're like, there's nothing they talk left about here. It. We need to leave. Right. It's not going to get better. Only worse. Yeah. Um, so now we're back in the jungle with the, uh, the three amigos, the three wackadoodles. Um, they just ate a nice big dinner. They're looking up at the sky. Pumbaa asks what those sparkly dots are. Cause you know, there are some points in here where we're reminded that they are animals. And one hand, Zazu talks about throw rugs, but then on the other <laughs> hand, they don't know what stars, stars are. are. So I'm like confused as to everybody's education level here, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll go with it. Um, and Timon's like, they're just little fireflies that got stuck in the black and blue thing. And then Pumbaa is like, oh, really? I thought they were giant balls of gas burning millions of miles away. Like he actually describes what a star is. (laughs) Uh, And he's like, no, stupid. Um, And Simba's like, yeah, well, somebody once told me that there are great kings up there that are past and watching over over them. Uh, Timon and Pumbaa thinks this is the funniest thing they've ever heard in their life. Like peeing themselves laughing. Yeah. Uh, Simba still harboring the secret that he thinks he murdered his father. He hasn't shared this with them. Kind of skulks away. Mm -hmm. Um, And he plops down on the edge of a, a rock and these leaves like puff up 
from underneath him. Then we see these leaves float all the way from where they were to back to Rafiki, which has to be a long journey because of when Simba got there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rafiki happens to catch one, smell it, take it back to his house, puts it in a weird shell, and then somehow figures out Simba's alive. And I don't know how we got there. Again, Rafiki, Rafiki doesn't talk. Say anything. He doesn't say any words. Few words. But he is like, he's, uh, he's alive. And he... Um, it is time! Yeah, and so he he makes some more goo with like a, a plant and he draws a mane on the, on the Simba that's been on his wall. Which, like, why are you so obsessed with him, Rafiki? <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you got to draw portraits of him and shit? It's weird. It's weird. Um, so uh, back in the jungle, we see Pumbaa following this little beetle. He um, kind of ends up by himself following the beetle. He splits from um, Timon and Simba. And all of a sudden, a lioness comes out of nowhere, and she's she's after him. She's mm-hmm. about to get that ass. She about to get that warthog behind. <laughs> uh, and she's chasing him all over the place. He gets stuck in a tree root. Um, Timon's trying to help him get out. And then all of a sudden Simba pops out of nowhere and is now fighting with this lioness to save his friends. Um, which they knew that having a lion would come in handy someday. Cause if he was not <laughs> this there, is the day. yeah, they would have had their, they would have been done. Um, they're tussling all about, uh, they have this like, you know, epic slow-mo battle that they're going through. And then they tumble down and she pins him again, which I'm like, yes, yes. bitch. Again, he's even an adult now and you can still fucking pin him. Um, and he's like, Nala? And she has no idea who he is at first because she thinks that he's dead. Rightfully so. Uh, she's like, who, new phone, who dis? He's like, it's me, Simba. Uh, and she's couldn't be more excited to see him. They're, they're. It's like the best reunion they've yeah, ever had. I mean, so he's happy. been excommunicated from everybody he ever knew for a majority of, of his life at this point. Yeah, I, I understand his happiness here. Um, Timon is like, "Hello, can I get a little explanation of what's going on around mm-hmm. here?" Uh, and um, he's like, "This is my best friend." And Timon's like, "Huh." That's interesting. <laughs> what am I? What about you, Jap Leva? Um, and uh, she's like, uh, she's freaking out because now she's bas- essentially seen a ghost. She has gone under her this impression for now most of her life that he's been dead. She's like, holy shit, uh, you have to come home. Like, you you have to be king. And Timon is, again, thinks this is the funniest thing. He's like, this guy is king? No way. Um, and... Uh, He's like, no, like, actually. And she's like, can I talk to him for a minute? And um, uh, Simba, I wish she said Simone, like Simba and Timon together. Um, Simba kind of, you know, shoes them away, like, let us talk for a minute. Um, And she's like, it's literally like you're back from the dead. We we need you. We all miss you. You have to come home. Um, And then they kind of snuggle, which is really adorable. Yeah, they're so cute. Uh, They've like immediately resumed their like thing. Yeah, but now like flirtier. Yeah, Um, and real now. Yeah, Timon is like, this is not. Oh, it's not so gross anymore. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Now we're like grown up lions with hormones. Uh, And Timon's like, this is not good news for us. He says this to Pumbaa, and then we get the Oscar winning song can you feel the love tonight this is a great song i can see what's happening what and they don't have a clue oh they'll fall in love and here's the bottom line our trio's down to two. Oh, <laughs> this okay enough we got it <laughs> that's good okay um I enjoyed it. 
I know. That was a good one, actually. That was good. Uh, we'll do a little duet later. We should, <laughs> we should karaoke one night. We definitely should. Let's do Disney karaoke. Okay. I'm down for that. Same. Um, so uh, they're kind of playing all around. They're tussling in the jungle. It's adorable. I could die from the cuteness at this point. Um, she then gives him a little kiss on the cheek. A little, a little smooch on the cheek. She's like, a little lick. And then she gives him these, like, sexy eyes uh-huh. that I feel uncomfortable <laughs> looking at. And I'm an adult <laughs> without a child present. I would be. This would be a scene where I would cover my kid's eyes, even though it's lions. <laughs> and they don't really do anything. But the look that she gives him it is, like... She has sex in She's her been, eyes. She's like waiting to lick him. She's trying to bone the shit out of this lion right now. Like, she's, she's all about it. She wants to pin him. The down. females are the yeah exactly <laughs> like the females are the aggressors, and she is getting after it. And I'm like, yes, queen, get it. Um, they nuzzle together, um, and then the, you know the song ends, and she's like, wait a second, time out. You've been alive this whole time. Where the fuck have you been? Why haven't you come back to Pride Rock? Uh, and she then explains to him that they really need him because the hyenas took over everything. Basically, like, everything's gone to shit. And he's like, ooh, sucks to suck. Not my problem, essentially. Um, and she's like, well, it is your problem. Like, you're, it's your responsibility. You're our only hope. Um, and she tells him that she's very disappointed in him. And he is kind of like, well, you can't tell me what to do. He's essentially now lived his life with no responsibility. And it's kind of Timon and Pumbaa's carefree life have sort of rubbed off on him a bit too much. Mm-hmm. Um, he storms off. He's like, I'm not going back. I can't change anything. I can't change the past. Um, he yells at the sky at his dad. Um, and he just keeps over and over again. This is like how, th- and this is kind of um, realistic in the fact where when kids are kids and you tell them something over and over again, it fucks them up basically for the rest of their lives, which is why like, you know, cycle of abuse happens pretty much. You know what I mean? Like if a kid is told they're a piece of shit Mm -hmm. from, uh, you know, when they're a kid, you become a piece of shit because that's what you believe in your head. Um, so he has ingrained in his head that everything is his fault, that he killed his dad and everything bad that's happened at pride rock is all because of him. Which is so fucked up. Yeah. Um, so then, then while he's beating himself up, Rafiki is like dancing and singing this like oh squash banana, squash banana weird uh-huh. song in a tree, uh, because he is so happy that he found Simba. Um, and then uh, Simba is like dramatically looking at his reflection in the water. It's very um, Mulan reflections. Uh-huh. Uh, Rafiki is like following him around, and he's like, "Who the fuck are you?" Um, and he's like, you are a baboon you and are, I am not. Yeah. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, you are the baboon. Like, he doesn't say anything and that's the sentence he says. Yeah. He's like, what the hell? Uh, and he's like, I don't know who you are. And he's like, you're Mufasa's boy. And then runs away. Um, and uh, Simba couldn't be more confused. He follows him, finds Rafiki, and Rafiki is now meditating on a rock. <laughs> that was very quick. Um, and he is... Uh, he tells him that he'll that he will show him his father. Um, he just has to come and follow him, which this feels like a stranger danger. Mm-hmm. I know Rafiki's a good guy, but I just feel like Simba's been burnt a lot in the past, and so that he should maybe you know 
take extra caution. Um, but he takes him to this clearing and tells him to look down into the water. He's like, that's not my father. That's just me. Uh, and he's like, look harder. Uh, and he looks harder into the water and he kind of morphs into Mufasa, which Rafiki is like, he lives inside of you, which is creepy to me <laughs> on a few levels. Um, and then he looks up and he sees him in the sky. Yeah. Cloud ghost appears. Yeah. It starts off kind of like a sketchy um it looks almost like um like an astrological thing you know what i mean where it's just kind of stars and clouds a little bit and then Mm -hmm. it kind of as it goes he becomes fully colored and like full-fledged mufasa and i'm like what's going on right now um so he is like uh the first thing mufasa does is basically yell at him uh, he's like, you've forgotten me and who you are. Um, he's like, look inside yourself. You're more than you've become. Uh, which basically he's saying like, you got to take your place home in the circle of life. Yeah. Stop um, uh, fucking around in the... Yeah. He's like, you're my son. You're the king. Stop fucking around. Go home. And then he fades away, <laughs> which is like rude. Um, and so then he was like, uh, he's, he's back with Rafiki. Rafiki's like being a weirdo. And he's like, I can't go home. It's, like, awkward. I haven't been there in a long time. You know, you, like, feel weird. You haven't been somewhere in a long time. You (laughs) show up. Like, it's not comfortable. Uh, And Rafiki tells him that you can either run from the past or learn from it. And, like, Rafiki, you're wacky but wise, and I appreciate you. Um, And he's like, all right, fine. I'm going to go back. Uh, And he just kind of leaves. He doesn't even tell Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, it tells no one. It's just like, okay, heading out there. Yeah, and he just, like, he just bounces. Um, so everybody else is like, uh, sorry, Timon and Pumbaa are pat, like passed out sleeping. Nala comes and wakes them up, <laughs> scares the shit out of Timon because he's <laughs> not used to lions being his friend beside Simba. Um, and she's like, have you seen Simba? Which is like, so Simba just bounced out without even Nala knowing. Like she came, she found you and you're just going to dip without even yeah. telling her you're going. No one's like particularly upset about it either. Yeah. And I'm like, he just peaced out on all of you. Yeah. I'd um, be like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. And then so Rafiki just happens to be lurking around them yeah. and he's like, he yes. went back to be the king. And <laughs> they're like, what? Um, Most lines of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so he goes back to challenge Scar to take his place as king. Um, so we see him trekking across the desert. He makes it back to the Pride Lands. And basically now all of the Pride Lands look like just the Elephant Graveyard did yeah, before. it's become like a barren wasteland. There's like no color anymore. Yeah, everything is gray. And this is, again, just shows that Scar does not have his very poor management skills because he couldn't even keep the one little Elephant Graveyard place together. Now he's kind of spread that, you know, cancer throughout all of mm-hmm. the all of the Pride Lands. Um, and so, uh, Nala catches up behind him, even though it looks like he left way before her, but she happens to just be like a few feet behind him. Was he like casually strolling? Also, how did he know how to get back? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe his ghost father guided him. Guided him through the, the stars and the sun. Um, so Nala catches up. She's like, I'll help you. Timon and Pumbaa even came. Um, and Timon's like, this is where you live. He's uh, very not, <laughs> not impressed about the pride lands, but they're, they're like, we'll stick by your side. Um, and so this is when, uh, Timon, I mean, Simba's like, all right, you guys have to create a diversion. 
And Timon's like, what do you want me to dress in drag and do the hula? Next, we flash. In like a second. He's, he has like a full outfit on. He's, he's dressing in drag doing the hula. Uh, and they sing this like, you could be a big pig too uh, song <laughs> uh, to the hyenas who then obviously chase them out. Um, so Nala goes to rally all the rest of the lionesses and he's like, I'm going to go fuck up Scar's day. Uh, so Scar is kind of, you know, sitting on top of his rock and he yells for Sarabi, uh, and he's like, where's your hunting party? And she's like, the herds are gone. Like you fucked everything up. There's nothing for us to hunt. We have to leave pride rock. And he is not having it. Um, he then, she's like, this would have never happened under Mufasa. He then fucking backhands her yeah, and she goes flying and Simba sees this whole thing and comes up and everybody again, like Nala is like, holy shit, are we seeing a ghost right now? They think yeah. it's Mufasa because he, he looks, looks just like Mufasa. Yeah. Um, and so Scar's like, oh, Simba, hi. Uh, and he like looks up at the three hyenas who know that they're fucked because they didn't kill him. Exactly the same as Pain and Panic when Hercules showed back up that they were like, mm-hmm. oh, we're fucked now because we thought it was okay, but he's back now and this isn't good. Um, and he, Simba uh, steps to Scar and he's like, listen, this isn't your job. This is my responsibility. You have to step down. And he's like, I'd love to, except all these hundreds of hyenas think I'm the king, which feels like a poor excuse. I just feel like lions can eat hyenas pretty easily. Even if they're outnumbered, I feel like a lion can easily tear through a bunch of hyenas. Hey, I have a solution for the hyena problem. And the starving lion. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's like, uh-huh. eat the fucking hyenas. Eat the hyenas. <laughs> There's too many hyenas. Let's eat the hyenas. Eat the hyenas. Yeah. Um, and especially because it's the hyenas' fault, from what it sounds like, that that Pride Rock has been decimated and Absolutely. that the Pride Lands have been decimated. Um, and uh, Simba's like, listen, you can step down or we can fight this out. Um, and... Scar is kind of insinua- insinuating that he killed Mufasa. He's dancing around it. He's not saying it, but he's like, oh, really? You want to fight me? Do you have something you want to share with everybody before you fight me? Uh, and he is like, you know what? Fuck it. And he kind of owns up to it and says, like, I was responsible for my father's death. He's obviously devastated by it. Scar jumps at it and is like, you're a murderer. Um, and Simba actually in a really heartbreaking way is like, it was an accident. It was an accident. Like you almost kind of see him mentally revert to him when he was a child. Yeah. And just kind of like, no, no, it was an accident. I'm, I'm sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and they, he, Scar kind of backs him off the corner of a cliff. Um, and as they're fighting, a bolt of lightning comes down, hits the Pride Lands, and the whole thing catches in flames. Yeah, all the bush so, below is, like, on fire. Now. Yeah, it's everything so below is completely, yeah, caught on fire. Um, Simba is Such hanging. Such an iconic scene. Yeah. He's, like, hanging over the edge of the cliff. Everything is burning below yeah. him. It's, like, so aggressive. And yeah. Like, they really build it up nicely. Yeah. Uh, and then Scar is like, huh, well, this looks uh, familiar. Um, and he basically whispers to him that he killed his dad on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, this gives Simba the surge of energy he needs to kind of, pr- I don't know how, but propels himself from being off of the edge of the cliff, uh, pounces on him and is like, tell them the fucking truth right now. 
Um, and he makes him tell the pride that he killed Mufasa. Um, and now at this point, all the hyenas are attacking. They're attacking Simba. The lionesses are attacking the hyenas. Even Rafiki joins the fight with his like ninja <laughs> stick. Um, the hyenas are trying to get at Timon and Pumbaa, but they come and beat them up. Um, they set Zazu free in this whole scuffle. Uh, now everybody's kind of fighting together and Scar takes this opportunity to try to kind of skulk away. Um, and Simba catches this out of the corner of his eye and is like, no, no, no bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hold up. yeah, they're fighting. There's dramatic fire all around. Scar is begging for mercy. He's being a real big bitch about it right Leaving now. the hyenas for yep. everything. Yep. Um, and then he, Simba tells Scar to run away and to never return. Uh, and he's like, okay, fine. And then he turns around and just as about, he's, he looks like he's about to leave. He swipes this pile of embers into um, Simba's face. face, which is fucked up. And also that would definitely catch his whole face on fire. Yeah. Cause it's all straight hair. Yeah. Like that would not be good. Um, so now like the most epic slow motion fire brimstone punching lion fight happens um right now and uh they're like bitch slapping the shit out of each other that's basically what their fight is is like it's like slap then it turns to the camera turns the other one slap and then it flips back to the other one slap um and scar kind of pins um Simba Simba down and Simba uses his back legs to flip him over the edge of the rock that they're on. Uh, And he's, he's gone. Um, So then uh, the hyenas approach uh, and. Well, so he, Oh, he doesn't die. Yeah. He just flies over the rock. Doesn't die. He still manages to get up from the fall. Right. And then the hyenas approach him and he's like, Oh, my friends. And they're like, didn't sound like we were your friends before. Yeah, they're like, fuck you. Uh, and then all of the hyenas gather around Scar and they kill Rip him. him to shreds. They fucking kill him. They kill him. That's like, man. But that's like such karma. It is really karma. Um, and at this point, now the entire Pride and all of Pride Rock is engulfed in these giant flames. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, though, right after this all happens, rain starts to pour. Pours like like you've never seen before. Um, Simba comes down, uh, and all the lionesses come up, and they're nuzzling him and and making sure he's okay. Um, Rafiki ceremoniously points to the edge of Pride Rock. Uh, he epically scales Pride Rock, gets to the top. The clouds, the clouds part. He lets out this giant roar. The lionesses roar, uh, and everybody's everybody's back to normal. Um, then all of a sudden, real quick, I don't know how much time has passed at this point. It's got to be a, a good amount of time. Um, but Pride Rock is lush and green and beautiful, and all the animals are back again. How long does it take for Nala to get pregnant? Because that's a baby cub. So how long is the but gestation how, period for a lion? More like how long does it take for an entire scorched earth to become green and lush again? You know? Mm-hmm. You don't just, like, burn the earth and it can regenerate itself and, like, a few weeks or months. That's not a lot at all. It's like four months, a little more than three months. It's like only four months, three and a half months. Yes. I don't think so, but okay. Yeah. That's definitely had to be longer than three and a half months. 
Definitely was longer. Um, but so Pride Rock, Pride Rock is lush and green again. All the animals are back. Simba and Nala and Timon and Pumbaa, they're all standing at the corner of Pride Rock. And Rafiki comes up with the new little baby cub. Uh, Another cute little baby cub. They present it, and then we get the same, and the movie ends. I fucking love that movie. I adore The Lion King. Yeah. I really, really adore The Lion King. Yeah. For, like, all of the reasons, but it's just... It's such a good feel-good movie, mm-hmm. and it's so beautifully done, and the music is fantastic. I missed I the traditional the musical. We we haven't done a, a real musical in a couple weeks, and I missed it. When it came on, I was like, yeah, this yeah, makes me like so happy. Yeah, I was like singing and dancing. I, for every song, watched the song through so I could sing it, and then watched it again so I could... I don't really take notes during the songs because I know like the words to the song. So I know what's happening so I can kind of sum it up because there's a lot of stuff that happens while the song's going on. I mean, like I'm not really, when I'm singing, I'm not really looking. I'm like, I'm really into singing. Oh, okay. All right. It's important that I give it its own time. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I was really happy to have a a musical again. Me too. I was really happy about it. And Lion King is just such a wonderful one. And this is like, this is real classic for us. You know, this is, this is the kind of Disney that we grew up on. Absolutely. What'd you rate this puppy? I rated this. Oh, you look excited. 10. Whoa! Cross-dressing hula dancing to most. Yes! Wow! Perfect 10! Is this our perfect, our first perfect 10? This is my first perfect 10. Wow! I don't think given a perfect 10 yet. No, so, I definitely haven't. I mean, Lion King is just like the epitome of Disney for me. It's like everything I want from a Disney film. It hit every point it needed to. Wow. It's my, one of my favorite movies. Now of all I feel time. like I rated it too low. You probably did. <laughs> Cuz I rated it an 8.9. Wow. Squash bananas. Wow. Okay. I feel like you're mad at me now. Like a little. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to disappoint you. I think I have to like I want to kind of maybe come up with for myself a few criteria for grading so that I can more accurately give it a grade. You know, because I now think hearing you give it a perfect 10, it deserved more than an 8.9. It did. I'm glad. But I it's not a it's not a perfect 10 for me. What did I rate Mulan? You'll have to go back. I'll have to go back and listen to it. But that probably I think was my highest. Um, Anyway, that was fun. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, if you want to keep track of us, you can follow us on social media at Princess Probs of the Z Pod on Instagram, on Patreon, on Twitter. It's Princess Prob Pod. Uh, if you want to shoot us an email, you can do that at Princess Probs of the Z Pod <laughs> One at gmail.com. Um, you can find me at Sam on Instagram. What about you, Lon? At Alana Cortez on Instagram or at Cortez Says on Twitter. Cortez underscore says. Underscore. underscore. <laughs> uh, we tweeted this week, actually. We did to Kirsten Storms. Did she tweet us back? She did not. She we, should just, we should just spam her. We probably should. I'll work on that. Okay. Um, uh, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Help us out on the back end. Um, But other than that, uh, I think that's all that we have. Uh, We will see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.